Hello, dear listeners. We at Intimot continue our series of podcasts in which, together with our guests, we discuss the specific of relocation, adaptation to Russia, and cultural differences, and give you a recommendation about life in Moscow. Today, in our twelfth interview, we will speak about international education in Russia, and we will discuss it with our special guest, director of School Brooks Moscow and Saint Petersburg, Mr. Charlie King. Hello, Mr. King. How are you today? Very well, thank you, and thank you very much for inviting me to speak today. Um, as a expatriate in Moscow, I've been here for six years and enjoy living in this wonderful country. And I'm very pleased to share my experiences uh, about education, which is the field in which I am a director. You're from United Kingdom, am I right? That's correct. Yes. Do you enjoy living in Russia? Very much so. I, I enjoy city life. Uh, so I enjoy living in Moscow, but at the same time, uh, you know, I like the quieter suburbs of Saint Petersburg, and often visit that city as well, which is where our second school is. Your school is young enough, but has already become very popular among experts, and they give uh, great things to say about your school and the teachers there. Can you share your secret with us? <laughs> It's a very interesting question, and um, I don't think there's any one secret. Uh, that I could give away in terms of the success of Brooks, but the one thing I will say is this: is that the school has a fantastic, supportive, caring, and guiding board of directors, and they are the inspiration behind Brooks Moscow and St. Petersburg. They are pure educationalists; they're not businessmen. They very much want to make a success of the education instead of making a profit, and I think that they are true success behind the story of Brooks in Russia. Um, however, I would say that having a very good understanding of the Russian education system and also how challenging it can be is a very useful secret to success in Russia as well. And uh, it's taken me many years to understand how to operate as a director of education in Russia, but I'm certainly pleased that I know now. All right, that sounds just perfect. Sir, um, as you told us before, there are two schools, one in Moscow and one in St. Petersburg. Is there any difference between them? Well, I'm going to correct you there, if, if you don't mind, uh, because sure. we actually have just signed our third school. So we now have three schools in Russia. Wow. Uh, one is the, the large international school of 750 in Moscow, Botanical Gardens. Uh, the second, as you say rightly, is uh, a smaller school, but of equal value in St. Petersburg, which is for 250 international and Russian students. And we just secured our first Russian Brooks Russian kindergarten in Moscow, which is going to open in September for 120 kindergarten students under the name of and uh, directorship of Brooks. And... Uh, So we're very thrilled to have now have three schools, which is great news for us. Oh, that sounds perfect. And regarding the kindergarten, from what, from uh, starting from what age you will accept the kids, you will enroll. Okay, so the kindergarten is for uh, what we call pre-nursery until year two. So it's up to and including age seven, um, as per the Russian system. However, the international schools are both from pre-nursery, which is age two, all the way through to year thirteen which is when they graduate to go to university. And the location of kindergarten, where is it going to be? 
location of the kindergarten is almost next door to the international school in Moscow. So it's in the botanical gardens as well. It's in a very historic cultural building, which has been redesigned um, and re-architectured for, for us specifically to run a kindergarten on the banks of the, uh, the river. And it's a beautiful setting. Nice. Um, all right, so let's discuss a little bit more of details. Uh, today, uh, in time of self-isolation, all schools in Russia became uh, to use distance learning. And um, how did you manage with these new realities? Was it easy or it wasn't? Any difficulties? I think anyone in the world will tell you that it's been difficult, this situation, uh, with COVID-19. And we've we're no no exception to that. We've had our challenges, but at the same time, we've had a lot of success. Um, I was speaking to the principal of the upper school, Mr. John Downey, earlier on today about the success that, that he has had in the upper school with respect to distance learning. So much so that we're actually going to continue offering distance learning for our seniors from September alongside our inside uh, internal school education. Now, we are very proud of the fact that we've uh, worked extremely hard to create a distance learning package that meets the requirements of that, our clients. And largely speaking, that's been done by making sure that we offer live sessions. Children want to see other children, children want to see their teachers, and very much so children don't want to be left alone and with just a pack of work to do. They want interaction. That's what education is all about. So we feel uh, that we've done a very positive and very effective job of distance learning and are now selling distance learning as a, an option, another option of the Brooks brand. Wow. All right. That's, that's kind of good news. I mean, I wish I had a distance learning when I was a kid, <laughs> especially during... Moscow winter. <laughs> some, some children like it a lot more than coming to school, you're right. But um, yeah, they don't get all of the things that they get at school. But at the same time, we've made sure they get their teachers. And for us, that's an integral part of what we offer. And regarding your teachers, what qualifications are required for your teachers? What countries are they from? So our, our teachers uh, are mainly expatriate teachers so from different countries around the world. We have a, a large number of teachers from England, America, Canada, uh, New Zealand, Ireland, um, Australia. The list goes on. It's quite an extensive number of teachers. They all come with um, fully internationally recognized qualifications for teaching. And at the same time, we rigor rigorously check um, the safety of our employees that are coming to the school to make sure that they're suitable to teach in front of children. So we go through a very thorough process of recruitment. And um, But I have to say, we also have a number of Russian um, staff in the school. And obviously, you know, uh, we value the fact that we have a very international teaching body. And regarding the admission, uh, it's, it's quite picky question and uh, like how can someone enroll in your school what documents do you require do you hold any tests or exams very often experts when they're coming to Moscow during the school year it's pretty hard for them to get enrolled and so can you can you tell us more about the procedure mm -hmm. okay well um, we very much value 
our clients and we want them to get the best from our school and their children to appreciate and fulfill their learning potential. So it's very important that we evaluate um, the children who are, are applying to the school. From the age of seven upwards, we have what's called an entrance assessment. And that assessment will assess their level of maths, their level of English, um, because we are a fully English-speaking school. Um, younger than that, what we try to do is invite our um, children to come in to school, to spend a day with us, to spend a couple of days with us, so that we can work with the children, identify any areas of development they need, or in fact, uh, any particular gifts or talents that they may have as well. So. The older the children get, the more formal the entrance becomes. And uh, yes, they need to pass a certain level in order to get into the school, um, especially if they're entering into our diploma program, which would mean that they need to have a good set of uh, either GCSE results or good uh, qualifications from the MYP. So um, the process is quite straightforward. We have an admissions department and we have an online application process and the documentation is all explained clearly there. All right. All right, sir. Um, and what about students? Uh, what is the minimum age of your student? And the most important question, how many countries are they coming from? We have over 40 different nationalities represented in the school, which is great, you know. Okay. Some of those, however, are, are what I would call dual nationalities. They, you know, they could be both British and Russian, or they could be both French and English. Uh, you know, so uh, we have a large number of uh, international students in the school. The youngest age is age two when they arrive in pre-nursery, and the oldest child leaves at the age of eighteen in year thirteen. All right, and. You, you, you have so, uh, so many children from different countries and how does the school manage the social integration with one common language? How does it work there? The one common language is the key to that social in integration, if you like, because if everybody spoke their own language, then we would start to have groups of children that don't socialize with each other. So making sure that we follow a, a code of using that English language is essential. And uh, that brings all the students together, it brings all the teachers together, and it brings all the administrators together as well, who are all part of the school. And uh, how, many, uh, how many students are in class? Like, do you have any proportion of experts or local? Uh, like, do you have any rules regarding this matter? Uh, we don't. We don't have any limits or caps, as they're called, on any nationality. Uh, what we do have is a limit on how many children in each class. And for the academic year 2021, um, we are, our limits on our class are 16 children for year three and upwards and 18 children in the kindergarten. Mr. Charles, we know that in your school uh, you have some extracurricular activities. And can you tell us more, please, about it? We do. We have a, quite a range of extracurricular activities. It would take me about an hour to list them all to you. Um, but uh, in, in both the schools, uh, Moscow and St. Petersburg, which are running at this moment in time, we offer over, um, over 40, 45 different activities every single week. They run after school and they run at lunch times. 
and they can range from as simple as something like a, a book club at lunchtime to something more complicated and skillful like fencing or ballet or uh, swimming, sporting activities like that. Um, or they could be a, a more cultural activity as well, or some sort of club which uh, tests the brain, like chess. So a, a, a wide variety of clubs and activities that we offer all year round. To be honest, once I've been in your school and uh, I saw one activity was a theatre. And what I can say, it was just absolutely amazing. And I mean, the kids, they were so involved. And uh, I, I thought that I was in real theatre with the real actors and that kids, they, they really enjoyed it. I've seen them in their eyes that they really like it. And I mean... I have never seen something like that before and you're, uh, I think that this attitude should stay like in all the spheres of your life and kids should uh, c continue, if they, if they enjoy doing something, they keep, should keep doing that. And I mean, that was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I, I agree with you, I agree with you. And you know, we're very fortunate, especially in Moscow, to have a, a huge performing arts theatre. And, um, you know, but at the same time, it's the, it's the approach that we take to learning about uh, performing arts. And very much we have an inclusive approach whereby all of the children are encouraged in some way to present themselves, to work in that sphere. So, uh, again, I would put it down to the success of the, the story in performing arts here is down to the teachers that we have. And, you know, the way in which they get the very best out of the children. And... Um, right now, is there, uh, what is the difference? How many local students and how many uh, experts kids there is in the school? Uh, well, right at this moment, we're in a transition phase between uh, the end of the year and the beginning of next year and the enrollment. So I can't give you an accurate figure um, because uh, we have some students leaving the country. Some We're in this COVID situation and a lot of new children. We're about to... Um, come up to around just over 500 children in the school, September. And uh, at the same time, uh, I would say that uh, probably approximately 55 to 60% might be Russian. And then there is obviously the international element of the, the student population as well. I see. And... Uh... Regarding the location, uh, how does the student get into the school? Do you arrange any school buses or any kind of service? Yeah, we have a we have a very good relationship with um, TLS Charter, our bus company, who support us by bringing a large number of our students to uh, to the school in Moscow. We don't have a bus service in St. Petersburg, but uh, the bus service in Moscow is very efficient considering Moscow traffic. Um, it gets the children here on time and it gets the children home on time as well. And, uh, you know, we have buses which are uh, specially purchased for the school. Uh, some have the logo on the side of the bus as well. And each bus will have a, a driver and a monitor and a, a link directly to the parents. So it's all very safe. 
what kind of security system do you have? Because parents often have many questions about the security system in schools. Well, the first thing is to make sure that we have a security team that understands the needs of our clients, and therefore we have a security team that speaks English um, as well as Russian. That's number one. Number two is to make sure that there are enough people on site able to make sure that enough patrols happen, video cameras are observed, and that everybody is checked thoroughly before they come through the school. And we have all of that in place. Um, it, you, you know, there's, the school has a very sophisticated uh, video surveillance system, and uh, at all times it's monitored 24-7, 365 days a year. So I'm very confident with the security that we have here, including the entry to the school, whereby the children must use entry cards uh, to gain access as well. Totally agree. It took me some time to get inside the school when I went for the theatre. <laughs> good to hear. That's music. Yes, thank you. I shall let the security team know. <laughs> um, Mr. Mr. King, um, and regarding the um, additional services or any accommodation for children with disabilities, do you have anything like that? Our school, um, our school is set up for children with disabilities, and um, I welcome them to the school. Um, you know, we've we've had children here who have special educational needs as well as physical disabilities as well. Children in a wheelchair, for example, we have lifts across and access across the whole building uh, in every respect, and I see no, I, I see no reason why we cannot. Um, confidently uh, arrange education for any children with disabilities at the school and obviously each case is individual and you know I would obviously discuss those with the parents but at the same time you know, we see ourselves as a, an all-inclusive school in that respect. That's actually the first thing that I saw when I entered the school and I think you should be very proud of what you're doing because nowadays especially well, Moscow is trying to get more helpful in this matter, more um, useful, but still, I think what you've done in your school, that's quite magnificent. Mm -hmm. Well, we're, we're very proud of that fact too. We, um, we also, in addition, we installed some additional um, wheelchair access lifts around some of the staircases, uh, just to make sure that we had every part of the building covered. And we were very, very fortunate to um, have a, a wonderful, inspirational, special guest as our speaker, who is also a disabled uh, Paralympic uh, basketball player. And, uh, you know, it, it just shows that we are an all-inclusive school in that regards. Mr. King, it's almost lunchtime, and let's discuss uh, about the meals and uh, what, what kind of meals do you provide for the kids in the school? We have freshly cooked, on-site, meals which are delivered by a fantastic catering company with a chef in both schools who takes great pride in the presentation of our food to our children and also great pride in the value of and nutrition of the food that is given to the children. The children are, are fed if you like three times a day and um, you know it's all very healthy food and uh, we're extremely proud of our catering facility for delivering that as well. And in both schools, we also have a, um, an option for our parents as well in our parent uh, cafes, 
which supply healthy foods again to parents who wish to hang around, have a chat with their other uh, families, and uh, and then disappear for the day. So yeah, very good catering service. Great, glad to hear that. Absolutely, and, so much yeah. so because the staff enjoy it as well. That's how how I know it's very good. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Um, sir, since you have so uh, many nationalities in your school, do you have any kind of uh, national holidays? Do you celebrate them somehow? Because I know for sure that you celebrate Halloween, as I was there during the Halloween, but regarding some other holidays or celebrations? Well, look, we're in Russia, and the first thing to say is it's very important to respect the Russian national holidays, and we do. Some schools decide that they don't, but we as an international school value the country that we are reside in and therefore we respect and follow the national holidays of Russia. In every respect we we celebrate them too. In terms of other uh, national holidays, we make a point of trying to educate our children about them. We will celebrate some, like you mentioned Halloween, uh, we will celebrate others but not all of them because it, in, if we did that then we would be having a national holiday every single day of the year. So at times we choose to celebrate uh, certain individual countries uh, but the most important thing to recognize is that we do have an international day celebration which essentially celebrates us here in Russia and the rest of the world. I see, I see. That sounds good. Um, you should um, come back to school then. I wish. I wish. I mean, when, when I entered your school, I thought, why I never had a chance to study in such school? I mean, I would be like studying 24-7 and I would be like so good in all the science. <laughs> But um, still, sir, regarding the, the end of the school, and we know it's, it's quite important for the Um, for the kids who are, who are like 17, 18, who are leaving school soon, they need to enter university. And what universities do students of your school tend to choose? Is there any specific to prepare them for something? We, we of course, make sure we prepare our, our students for university. It's very important. Um, we have a range of universities that children have gone to from our group of schools. And um, some of them are within the top 10 universities in the world. Um, others are very small universities or colleges that they go to. So a vast range. And yes, we support the students. We will have our first um, graduates leave the Moscow School in two years' time. So as yet, we have no graduates from the Moscow School. But we do have graduates from the St. Petersburg School. And they are heading to universities of their choice. Uh, this year, two of them are heading off to their universities in South Korea. So, in every respect, our curriculum, our learning for the children in Brooks, Moscow and St. Petersburg is geared to what they will do at the end of their time with us. And that's to ensure they receive a entry into the university of their choice. Now, alongside that, we've also created some very strong links with some partner universities in, in Moscow. Uh, so much so that um, some of the universities in Moscow have agreed to accept our children um, with the IB uh, diploma as their qualification, first qualification of getting into the university. So in that sense, we're also trying to change the, the approach uh, and entrance into Russian universities as well. Sorry. What are these universities? 
So, for example, we have a we have a an arrangement with the Moscow State University in in Moscow, whereby the children can enter particular departments there with just the IB diploma program qualification. Wow. Uh, it took a while to set up, but it means that our children have choices across the world and just and they're not restricted in where they can go. So, so do I understand correctly that they do not, uh, there is no need for them to, to pass uh, the Russian uh, state exam, EGE, which we call it? Well, that particular university department, yes, that's the, that's the case. The diploma is all that they would need, yes. Perfect. I want you to ask, but maybe there is something you would like to say to our listeners about the school and its admission? Of course. Our, our school is one whereby, um, well, first of all, I'm extremely proud of it myself, having lived in Moscow for six years, having worked in two other international schools as well. This school is unique. It is not the same as any other international school, and it offers something different to students. Not only is the IB program for which we are authorized now in all three programs in place and fully up and running in the Moscow School. It's also in progress in the St. Petersburg School as well. So we offer a truly IB approach and an IB learning um, education for the students here. I think that the school has developed very quickly, um, but very well and very thoroughly as well. And the reason I know that is because we've also just been accepted as full members for the Council of International Global Schools accreditation as well. So we're very pleased to be moving in the right direction, providing a very strong, secure education for the future of our children. Thank you. Perfect. Mr. King, thank you very much for answering all our questions in details and giving us your time. Uh, we will hope we'll have one more interview with you soon. And in case any listeners are interested in International School Brooks, Moscow or St. Petersburg, we'll leave contact details in the caption to this podcast. In addition, by the way, check out our other episodes on iTunes and CastBox by clicking the link below.